Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. What's up? Today I'll be reviewing the movie, the, the technology horror movie, The House That Blood. I almost got my crown taken away just now because I like to review a lot of good Fossil horror movies uh, as much as I could though, the ones that I like mostly. And um, when I saw the top 10 list on, oh god, what was the other website? I just mentioned it just now recently. Hold on. I'm on YouTube now. No, I'm not on YouTube. But it was a top 10 list from, oh yeah, JoeBlow.com. And um, the guy had his, his list of his top 10 favorites. It was one of the top 10, and I heard about this movie, I just never got around to it. I never thought of it as an as a anthology horror, I just thought of it as a regular British horror movie, you know, a typical British horror movie, and I always said to myself, one day I'll get around to it, but um, like I said, anthology horror, I was like, oh shit, I didn't know this was an anthology horror, and I step up, I gotta go find a way to check this out, and unfortunately my own YouTube actually posted it, so thank you, thank you. And the other movie from Beyond the Grave, I saw that movie already, but I will be reviewing it. Netflix will send me my copy, I hope so. And um, I'll get around to that also. Anyway, The House Dead Red Blood. Um, damn, I wish I saw this movie a long time ago when I had an opportunity. Uh, when I finally realized what it was. Um, very good Thousand horror. The movie starts out with these, this police detective. And um, he has to end up talking to one guys, the guy that like owned the house, something like he... He's like a real estate agent. Like he tells a story about these different victims that come, that stays in this house, and they end up dying. You know, like this house is supposed to be cursed or something. And um, there's like four stories, and you get your fifth story, which is like a twist. Like the fourth story starts off with this guy and his wife, and he's he's like a, a book writer, and he mentioned that he has this cat in his head that he's like a murderer, and then the guy starts seeing this character. And he's like going crazy because he's like, like it haunts him, you know. And um, I'm trying to really do not not to do too much spoilers for the story, but the, then we got the second story, which is the which is the icon Peter Cushion. He's like a retired guy, you know. He, he wants to stay in the house, listen to music, you know, relax. He comes across this wax museum, so this beautiful wax figure, and he's like kind of like obsessed with it a little bit. And then he left, and then his friend came over to stay. And then he went to the wax house, and then he ended up getting possessed with the wax female wax figure. And the guy that owns the wax museum, he started telling him that that's his wife, she died. Uh, he pretty much made it to a wax figure. And then you also got your twist ending in this movie, too. The third story was my favorite, uh, Christopher Lee. Let me just drink my 7-Up, I'm sorry. <sighs> I love 7-Up, you gotta get refreshed. Uh, the third story was my favorite because I like Christopher Lee, man. He's like, 
fucking awesome. Peter Cushing too, but I like Christopher Lee much more. And um, he, him and his daughter move into this house, and he started mentioning stories, you know, when he had a school teacher to teach his daughter to be homeschooled, and he doesn't want his daughter to be around with people. You know, he kept her like in the house mostly. Also, the teacher comes in, she's teaching her, showing her, taking her outside. And there was a story that Christopher Lee mentioned that when she was born, she doesn't know who her mother is. You know, her mother died before she before she was ever got to see her when she grows up. Like, and um, Christopher Lee also mentioned the school teacher. He glad that the mother died. I don't know why he would say that, but when when the story progressed, um, you're gonna realize why and who the girl really is. And I think I know the story behind that because. They would never reveal the flashback of who the mother was or nothing, but they give you an idea of who the mother was anyway. I, I mean, when you watch a lot of horror movies, you can pick, pick things up. And the fourth story was of course funny, but kind of like, like kind of like, like a little bit like a kind of like, like a little bit like a disappointment to me. I'm gonna tell you why. It might get a lot of controversial on this one, but I'll tell you why. But I did enjoy the fourth story. You got an actor living in this house. Um, he's doing a movie like a horror movie. He plays a vampire. He goes and buys this cloak, and when he puts on the cloak, he turns out to be a vamp. He turns into a vampire because of the cloak. And then you get to the story when Ingrid Pitt ended up putting on the cloak. I'm gonna spoil a little bit from this one too. I'm gonna spoil this one. Um, she becomes a vampire. You know, you can t take a guess what the ending is. Um, and then you get your. And I'm gonna say why I was disappointed because I like Ingrid Pitt. Ingrid Pitt is like one of my favorite female actresses. When it comes to the horror journey, and she's like one of my favorite screen queens, so she's also an icon. But I just felt like they like they kind of use her so much more in this little story. Like her character to me, and like they made her look laughable in it. I I don't like her to be laughable. I like her to be like strong and bold when when it comes to horror movies, in my opinion. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like I, I didn't like I didn't like how they portray her in this one. I, I think she she could have been just so much so much stronger and so much better in this one. You know, I. You know, it's my opinion, guys. I mean, I don't know. But then you got the fourth, the fifth story when the detective that was talking to the police, uh, police guy or the guy that owns the house also, the real estate agent that was selling the house, and he's going to go to the house and search what's going on, why this house is like this. And he comes across, you know, take a wild guess, the last tenant who was who, le uh, who lived in the house. And I don't want to ruin that point. You just take a wild guess. But then you got the other ending when the guy starts saying that the real estate agent comes out the end, he starts saying that um um about the house, how it reflects you, whoever stays in the house, and then explain why the house was evil. You know, pretty much what I think he meant is that whoever stays in the house, like like maybe like how you treat people or who you really are, like what your personality is and how you are, the house is gonna treat you the same way too. You know, and um. Yeah, all in all, the house that dripped blood. I it was a good movie. Um, I like Ingrid Pitt, but I just felt like she got been so much more in this one, in my opinion. But besides that, good movie, and I'll definitely only on DVD. Uh, 